Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 106. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together a podcast and we look at a specific question that maybe you're wrestling with that is somehow affecting your spiritual walk, or maybe it's even a question that some friends of yours are maybe wrestling with and you're trying to find an answer for it. And so today, we're going to look at a question that does affect you and I. Because we read in the scripture certain things and then we try to see if we can match up to it. And because of what the scripture is saying, we oftentimes are defeated because we think there's no way I can be like that. You say, George, what in the world are you talking about? Well, what we're going to do is is we're going to look at a verse of scripture today because it has to do with the question that we're going to struggle with today. You say, what, what, what's the question, George? Well, we're going to talk about prayer and specifically a type of prayer that comes from a certain passage of scripture, in particular, James chapter 5, verse 16. Let me read you the verse. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent, prayer of a righteous man avails much. We're going to talk today and answer the question, what is fervent prayer? What is fervent prayer? And the reason why we're going to address this issue is is that oftentimes we read that passage and we say, man, if we just prayed with intensity and with fervency, we're going to see God answer our prayers because that's the implication that comes out of our rendering of James, specifically from the King James or even from the New King James. So we're going to look at the issue today and also address the fact that the way that we understand it oftentimes produces a struggle in our life, produces a struggle in our life. So let's let's take a look at this today. First of all, we're going to see the struggle to understand. We're going to address that first. And then we're going to see what exactly is the verse saying, what the verse says. We're going to look at that, and then we're going to look at some scriptural support to the point that I'm going to bring to you today. So let's, first of all, talk about the struggle to understand. Because the fact of the matter is, when you read that scripture, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, that immediately causes a struggle within us. So in order to understand what the struggle is, we kind of need to grasp what the meaning of fervent is. If you and I were to look up fervent, we would come to this conclusion. Fervent means to have or display a passionate intensity. Fervent means to have or display a passionate intensity. And that's how most of us understand 
this verse. So, so this leads us to think that this is a special way of praying. Because the King James translators chose the word fervent and translated the verse the way they did, oftentimes you and I think in terms of, because we know it's a passionate intensity that's being reflected there in that verse, you and I think it has to be some sort of special prayer. In fact, some Christian groups believe that this verse refers to speaking in tongues. They would say, Passionate, fervent prayer, passionate, intense prayer is speaking in tongues. And so they would point to this verse and say that. Unfortunately, misunderstanding this verse leads to spiritual defeat. What do you mean? Well, here you are. You're wanting to see God answer prayer in your life in a specific way, and you come across James chapter 5, verse 16, or you have somebody quote to you James chapter 5, verse 16, and so you decide that, well, if I'm going to see God answer my prayer, then I need to pray with passion. I need to pray with intensity. I need to pray with intensity. And, and so you set forth to do that, and so you pray with passion, you pray with intensity, and it doesn't seem to work. So therefore, you feel like there's something wrong with you. It's not your prayer. Or maybe it is your prayer because you're not being intense enough or you're not being passionate enough. And so that's what the issue is. I'm going to tell you right now, if you truly understand what the verse is saying, you're going to realize that this is causing you to be spiritually defeated and it doesn't have to. That is not what the author, what James is trying to say to you and I here. So let's, let's look at what the verse says. What the verse says. So first of all, the translation from the King James Version is the effective, fervent, prayer. That's how the King James translates it. In fact, let me just go ahead and just explain it to you that if for those of you who use the King James, it is the 1759 revision of the 1611. Now, if you're using the new King James, which is the 1984 revision of the 1611, it says the same thing. It says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, this translation seems to indicate that passionate, wholehearted prayer accomplishes much. That's what's kind of coming out of this verse. When you when you read the New King James or when you read the King James, you, you walk away from that verse with this conclusion that the passionate, wholehearted prayer of a person accomplishes much. It avails much. Now, but here's what I want you to understand. Most modern translations translate it differently. They're translating from the Greek, so it's a translation. The Greek text, similar thing it's being said, but how it's rendered in the English is a little bit different. So I want you to listen. Here's James chapter 5, verse 16 from the English Standard Version, which is a newer, accurate translation that is very popular right now. Here's what it says. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. All right, here it is. 
the prayer of a righteous man has great power as it is working. The prayer of the righteous man has great power as it's working. All right, so the emphasis is not on the type of prayer, rather the outcome of prayer. So what, what they've done is, is they've taken that section there, the effective, fervent, effectual, fervent, and they're taught using it to emphasize the outcome rather than the type of prayer. And, and, and that kind of fits with what the Greek translation is saying. And so there, it's not talking about how you pray, but rather the outcome of prayer. So do you understand what I'm saying now? So the issue isn't how you pray, but what James is emphasizing is that because you pray, you can expect an outcome. You say, I don't know if I agree with that, George. Are you sure about that? Well, let me give you some scriptural support. First of all, from James and then from other passages of Scripture, specifically what Jesus is saying, okay? So let's take a look here. First of all, let's talk about James. If you go to James, you're going to notice a couple of things. James illustrates his point with the prayer of Elijah. So right after he says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, he says this in verse 17 and 18. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. So here's what James is doing. He just said to us, verse 16, that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful in that it accomplishes much. That's what the ESV is saying, and modern translations are saying. Or the New King James, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So what he is doing now in verses 17 and 18, he's illustrating that point for you and I to say that Elijah, the prophet of God, if you and I were to read, one of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament was Elijah. In fact, he was one of two who was with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. So this is some kind of super saint, but James is saying he's a man like you and I. You and I. And the reality is that he prayed earnestly, and God answered. That was the issue. He prayed earnestly, and God answered. So James illustrates his point with the prayer of Elijah. Now, James also does something a little bit earlier in his letter, if you go to James chapter 1. And so here's what I want you to see. The issue is the faith that we have in praying. It's not the type of prayer that you're praying. Rather, it is the faith that you have in praying. And we're going to see that in other parts of the scripture. So for instance, look at James chapter 1 verses 5 and 8. Here it's talking about asking God for wisdom as you're going through trials. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. All right, let's stop for a moment. Do you notice what he's saying there? God is ready to answer. 
He's ready to answer. He doesn't hold back. You just need to ask. All right. But let him ask in faith, verse 6 says, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of a sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, unstable in all his ways. Okay, do you notice something there? The issue about not receiving from the Lord is the issue of faith and doubt. And a doubting man shouldn't expect anything from God because the issue isn't the type of prayer you pray, but rather the faith that you have. In fact, that's exactly what Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says in the great faith chapter, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Okay, again, you notice something here? The issue is God is ready to answer, but the key is your faith, your belief in him, knowing that he's going to answer you. So then that brings me to this last point I want to show you as scriptural support. Because you're like, and you're like, I, I, I'm not there yet, George. You know, I, I still think it's the manner of prayer. No, no, it isn't. No, it isn't at all. It's the issue of faith. In fact, let's go back to what Jesus said in Luke chapter 17, verses 5 and 6. Here, Jesus is responding to the disciples. And notice what the disciples said. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And we hear a lot about that today. If you have enough faith, then God will do this. If you have enough faith. No, no. So that's what the apostles are wrestling with here. The disciples are wrestling with. Jesus, increase our faith. Now notice what he says. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Well, there you go, George. That's the whole issue. If I had enough faith, I could be able to do it. Actually, no, that's not true. Again, looking at the Greek translation, our English doesn't necessarily bring this out, but what we have here is a conditional statement. You understand a conditional statement. If then. If this, then this. Okay, so the type of conditional statement that we're seeing here, if you have faith as a mustard seed, is an implied reality. That's a type of conditional statement here. So the first part is an implied reality. So Jesus is saying, you have faith as a mustard seed. So then the second part is, you need to exercise it. Now, do you understand? It isn't the type of prayer you pray, but rather the issue with James chapter 5 is the outcome of your prayer. See, the outcome is because you have faith. A righteous man prays effectively, passionately, because he has faith in who? Jesus Christ, in God the Father, because God the Father is waiting to answer us. And he sees results. See, that's what fervent prayer is. Fervent prayer is basically 
the prayer of God's saints expecting him to answer. That's what the issue is. It's expecting God to answer. So don't be defeated. Just pray and believe and trust. The Finding Clarity podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you and I might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we come together and we select a question and answer it here on the podcast. You're saying, okay, George, you know, that was a great discussion today. I've got some other questions, maybe about prayer, maybe about something else, maybe about faith. How do I get them to you? Well, if you are a part of the Kerwinsville Christian Church family, it's real easy. Just talk to me or pass me a note. Throw it in the offering. It'll get to me. We'll answer your question. And by chance, if you're living in the Clearfield area, Kerwinsville Clearfield area, and you don't have a church home and you're looking for a church home, we would want you to consider maybe coming to the Kerwinsville Christian Church. We're a come-as-you-are church, so we're not really worried about how you dress or, or what's going on in your life. We want you just to come and seek Jesus Christ, and this is where you can do it. So our service is on Sunday morning. Our morning worship service is at 1045. We're located at 700 State Street in Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania, and we would encourage you to come out, try us out, take a look, and interact with us. And what you're going to find is a group of people who are just seeking after the Lord to grow in their relationship with him. If you want to keep up with the podcast or ask questions in another way, there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can, first of all, go to Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. And simply like the page, and then what you need to do is you can direct message us or even write on the wall, and we'll be sure to get your podcast. But when you like it, you also keep up with what's going on here on the podcast. We would also encourage you to go to our website, kermansvillechristian.org, go to the media page, or even right there on the front page, you'll see a link to the Finding Clarity podcast. And you just simply need to go there and you keep, keep up with us. You say, okay, what if I want to ask a question? We'll go to the contact page. There's a form you can fill out. Put your question in there, submit it, and we'll get it. And we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. Next week, we're going to, again, talk about this whole issue of our faith and of our walk with the Lord and of our heart and how that's reflected in our lives. And specifically how that's reflected in how you and I talk to each other. So here's what we're going to look at next week. How is the condition of my heart reflected in my speech? How is the condition of my heart reflected in my speech? We hope you listen next week. Until then, take care.